You are listening to the Converge Media Network, uplifting our voices. Loyalty's my favorite characteristic of God, but finding it in it is hard. It's like trying to find God. You're the only one in your camp with cheese. You pay for everything they eat. Man, that insecurity is deep. Now I ain't said no names. These are just theories if you hear me, baby. It's home. You must admit it's kind of eerie, baby. Like them chemtrails in the sky. Grand Rising, everyone. Welcome to The Day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday, and I'm excited for this fantastic Friday as we got Northwest Folk Life in the building. Ben and Reese are here to tell us all about what's going down with Northwest Folk Life. So I'm excited that they're in the building, y'all. We're going to be getting all the details. So make sure y'all get your ears real close to the screen. Be on point because as every year is going down once again. But of course, it's the top of the show. So it's a perfect time to tag and share the stream. That's right. Go ahead, tag and share the stream with folks you feel could benefit from a daily dose of dopeness right here on The Day with Trey. And if you can't watch us, we do have you covered because you can listen to us anywhere you find your favorite podcast. Just search Converge Media Network and The Day with Trey. Y'all will find me on Google, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Apple Music, whichever one is your favorite. Y'all will find me on all of the platforms. Well, with no further ado, Sir Ben is in the building. Going to give us the lowdown on Northwest Folk Life. What's up, Ben? How are you? Doing all right, sir. How are you doing? I'm good, good. Sir, artistic director in the building. You have a heavy title. It comes with a lot of work. Just give us a bit of the scope of how your role fits into all the planning that goes into Northwest Folk Life. Yeah, absolutely. Um, really excited to to present this year. You know, last year um, we came back um, in person um, and in virtual. Uh, because, you know, just the state of the world. And um, this year we're coming back again with a virtual festival and an in-person festival. Um, our stage, we have more stages, 23 stages, over 3,000 performers. Um, it's, ju it's just going to be a beautiful event uh, to share with everybody again and be back in, in, in community with everybody. Um, one of the big things that I think uh, beyond the festival, uh, but that supports the festival, um, is that we've been investing a lot in year-round programming. Mm. So we've tried to make folk life something that is every day. And we want to reinforce the fact with, with our community and our friends and our, and our, and our family and our, and our, our fellow artisans um, and supporters that folk life is an everyday experience. It's not just something that happens on Memorial Day weekend. It's something that we get to share with each other every day. Um, and so, you know, when we when we culminate on Memorial Day weekend, it really is this opportunity to kind of like come together and celebrate the things that we are doing every month, every day, every hour of the of the year. Well, what kind of ways have y'all been innovating so that folks can experience it year round? Tell us more about that, because that's really a newer facet for Northwest Folk Life, right? Absolutely. I mean, I, I think I think um, in the past, Folk Life has had. Um, programs that existed uh, throughout the year, but it wasn't as consistent. Uh, we have a really wonderful partnership with Metier Brewing down in uh, in uh, the Central District, and we do a monthly um, a monthly concert series there every first Thursday. Um, we have a, a a really lovely partnership with Town Hall Seattle, um, where every um, uh, uh, once a month on Saturdays we do their Saturday Family Concert Series. Nice. So we bring in you know um, some of the performers that perform at our festival to play in front of kids. Um, and and more importantly than that, though, with the Town Hall is is that it's it's not kids music. It's it's folk music. It's music that everybody listens to, right? Um, and so it's it's a nice opportunity for for kids and their parents and just people in the community to come and share music 
and 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 singing together. Um, but then for the festival, some of the innovations that we have, which I'm really excited about, <clears throat> we're adding a fashion show this year, which is cool, so that we can like you know uh, talk about the folk of fashion, the history of fashion. Um, it's 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 utility, but also it's it's ornament and how like that's particular to different cultures around the world, but it's also a shared thing all around the world. Um, we have a, a, a program called Kuleana Corridor. Kuleana is a, a Hawaiian term that um, uh, points to responsibility. Um, and so it's, it's our opportunity at the festival to shine a light on food sovereignty, food justice, food security, food access. Um, uh, we also have um, uh, a couple more galleries so that there's a little bit more um, focus on visual art. Um, we have a maker space so that there's a focus on people that are making things and how to get people involved in using their hands to make their own folk and their, mo their own art. Um, there's just, and, and then we have 23 stages of music uh, and, and, and dance and poetry and, um, and craft. It's, it's a really beautiful, lucky job I get to have as artistic director. Well, you know, historically Northwest Folklife has really been known to uplift so much of the unique culture that exists in the Northwest. And this means that you have to really understand some of these tight niche artist communities. How have y'all been able to fill 23 stages, Ben? Because that is indeed the work. Uh, and I think folks in the community have experienced Northwest folks, Folklife to be like, man, there was people I didn't even know were performers. I, I, I met, you know, I got introduced to their work at this festival but tell us about how y'all really create that kind of community where y'all are able to bring folks in year after year i think i think this is this is arguably one of the most beautiful things about this organization um we are a really unique festival um in that you know we're we're not a headliner festival we're not we're not bringing in acts from all over the world to you know and and we're a ticketless festival right so we we believe in access um but one of the beautiful things about our festival is that we work we have a program called um, our community coordinators program and effectively how that works is that we we build relationships with individuals that represent different cultural communities around the region so that so that you know fundamentally there's an essence of trust right, that we build with these community coordinators that they already have with their communities. And so I, I think part of the, the ever expanding and constant role of, of us as, 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 as facilitators for the festival is making sure that we're um, nurturing those existing relationships and then continuing to find and, and create and, um, and nurture uh, relationships that we haven't had yet. So that, so that, that the festival itself is constantly um, updating itself on its reflection of the the cultural tapestry that is the Pacific Northwest. Yeah, that's a beautiful way to do it. I mean, because I think that's the the best and most organic way you can do something like this is by utilizing uh, folks who are already tapped in. And I think that's really key uh, to the success of the festival, honestly. And I, I love hearing you say how important that is in terms of your approach. Um, you've, you've highlighted a lot here, Ben. And, you know, as I am sitting here listening to all the work that's put into this, how are you taking care of you, brother? <laughs> like, I got to ask. Uh, you know, um, I have, a, I have a, a son that's turning three on Saturday. Um, you know, I, I'm lucky and fortunate to have a family that I get to come home to and play and roll around on the ground with and play Legos and play in the mud. 
Um, and, you know, I get to make music still. So, you know, I, I was a touring musician for a number of years before this job. And I'm, I'm just I'm just fortunate that in Seattle, there is such a, a hotbed of creativity and, and people to collaborate with and, and make art with not just music, right? Music and dance and poetry and, and film. And, um, you know, if, if I if my life is curating festivals, which I basically is a party planner, and then being able to make music and play around with my, my kid and my family, I think I'm all right. And eating, you know, I like to there eat, you and, you know. A, 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 you need a, sustenance. You know, you need sustenance. <laughs> ben, look right there in the camera. Let folks know how they can tap into this year's Northwest Folk Life. Um, Folk Life Festival is Memorial Day weekend. That's uh, May 26th through 29th. Um, check out our website at northwestfolklife.org, nwfolklife.org. Um, our program guide will be hitting the streets here in a matter of weeks. Um, uh, you know, it's, it's a ticketless festival, so please come. But donations are, are strongly encouraged and welcome. Please um, know that, that this festival is run with a lot of love and, and a lot of, uh, of, of effort. And it, it is helped by your dollars. Um, and one thing that you should know before I sign off is that this year, after 52 years, this is the first year that we will be compensating our artists. And we're really excited and proud that, that we can transition this festival into something that uh, continues to advocate for our creative economy and our creative, creative ecosystem. So please come to the festival, show your love, make a donation, buy some food, cheer at all the stages, go to all the stages, um, and, and make sure you follow us at Metier Brewing and Town Hall Seattle and all the other things that we're going to be doing throughout the year. Great work, man. And kudos right. <laughs> no, kudos to that, because we got to give to our artist communities. I think there's something to be said about the value that we place on what they're bringing um, to to this amazing platform. And thank you so much for being here to share it with thank us you for having me. Trey. Absolutely. Well, we get to dive in a little bit more because Reese is going to give us some more details and how their role is really pouring into this phenomenal effort for Northwest Folklife. Stay tuned. You're watching The Day with Trey. COVID-19 hurt my income, my health, and my family. We were about to lose our home when we heard we might be eligible for homeowner assistance funds from the government. We called 1-877-894-HOME and a housing counselor stepped in. They talked to our lender and saved our home because falling on hard times does not have to mean losing your home. Federal funding details at WashingtonHAF.org. What's up, everybody? You know, me and Besa, my girl, we had to pull up to Market Street Shoes once again, y'all. And you know, we do this every season. We have to get the new shoes, the new boots. And this time, I even got a coat. Yeah, no, you did walk in without a coat. I really I'm did. glad you found one. But their boots were on point. Yes, the boots, the bags. I even grabbed a flannel. Yeah, you did. You know, and I was able to get some hats and everything. I was really impressed. And you know, I was impressed because, of course, I got those white boots that you guys see me wearing everywhere these days. Yeah, no, I, I look at your white boots and I'm like, darn it, they only have one pair. Me and Basin wear the same size. Of course, every time we walk out with several bags in hand. Several bags and sometimes even a backpack, you guys. Make sure you check out Market Street Shoes. Yeah, please deck them out. where they go, Basa? Ooh, 2232 Northwest Market Street, Seattle, Washington. Welcome back, everybody, to The Day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday, And joining me right now is Reese as we learn more about some of the needs for Northwest Folk Life. What's up, Reese? Hey, how are you doing, Trey? <laughs> I'm well. How are you? I'm good. Uh, A little, you know. 
getting ready for a big festival. So a little bit like, woo, but really good. Well, I'm glad you had time to give us today on the day with Trey. You know, it's always great to have y'all come in and I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, y'all were here. That was last year. And I'm like, really? It's already that time again? <laughs> You're right. It's <laughs> crazy. So uh, welcome. Uh, tell us more about your role and how it folds into this amazing, phenomenal effort for Northwest Folklife. Sure. Um, I am Ben's co-director. I'm the managing director and um, I sort of focus on, you know, the exciting things like insurance and, <laughs> and finances, but uh, all important things to making uh, our events and programs go. Um, and then also, as you know, we've interacted because uh, we started a, a workforce development program uh, for young cultural workers and creatives in 2020. And that's been a part of my purview also is like trying to figure out how we can make sure there's like a, a birth to career pathway for cultural and creative folks that want to be in a sector and an industry that is steeped in, you know, being able to make art, being able to perpetuate culture and heritage and history. Yeah, that's so important. And uh, as someone who was, uh, you know, a recipient of uh, two amazing interns through y'all, it just great because we need more of those kind of pathways. And I know they didn't always exist when I was coming up. We, we like kind of got in where we fit in. So, um, you're, you're doing the, the pieces that are anchoring though for this. I mean, without, uh, insurance, without having the, the volunteers that you need, it's hard to pull something like this together. What are some of the needs you're experiencing this year? Yeah. Um, well, uh, I think as we're seeing all over the place, um, you know, staffing is a thing. <laughs> um, we are looking for about 125 festival staff overall. Um, and I think we still maybe have about 80 positions to fill. Um, every year we have a great number of people that, you know, do come back and work everything from stage managing to behind the scenes in production to our fundraising booths. As Ben said, it's really important because we're a ticketless festival and we work at the scale that we do that we are able to engage with folks, really understand about the mission of Folklife, how the festival and our programs um, serve um, to make sure that there is folk art and culture and heritage being talked about and being um, noted and being shared in the community. Um, and that's uh, done through a lot of community dollars. We call it community powered. So donations at the festival, donations to the organization. We also have some great sponsors and um, folks that, you know, grantors that all help contribute to us being able to run in this manner where we can stay accessible. Um, we usually have between four and 500 volunteers every year, um, 23 stages, mm -hmm. uh, about 10 or 12 different ways into the Seattle Center. As you know, it's a big, it's a big campus and it's very porous and it's also um, a place that is uh, trafficked by so many people that are coming in just to, to experience a bit of Seattle. And so we really want to try to engage and um, really understand a little bit about Seattle and the Northwest through our festival. And so doing that one-to-one uh, -one sometimes is helpful because you're walking into a place that has you know, so much going on. And so drilling down a little bit, getting tips on some of the the things that folks maybe want to see depending on their interest and um, those volunteers engage in that activity of helping sort of docent and uh, navigate for folks that are walking in through um, 
through the, through our little welcome stations. Um, and then, you know, uh, we are still looking for staff that also help work on the other end of that, just mindings, you know, the, the donations themselves, but also um, doing things like keeping our stages on track when we have about 600 artist groups. <laughs> We've got to be timely, like, you know, like, like wow. in a studio. So um, keeping folks on track, also MCs that help really narrate and, and give a good, um, you know, way for people who just walk up to a stage, a way to understand what's going to happen, get them all excited about the groups that are performing. Um, and um, yeah, I think uh, we also this year we're running our own merchandise booze. We have a new logo, which uh, I think you can see on our website. And we also have a beautiful poster that was made by three artists. Um, and of course, now that I say that out loud, the, the names are like out of my head, mm. um, but they could be maybe, maybe we'll cut back to Ben mm. or we can put them up. Um, but there was a, co a collaboration between three artists and the poster art is gorgeous and it's gonna also be on shirts and I think you're gonna wanna wear um, the beautiful work of these amazing local artists. Well, this is one of those ways we're talking about uh, some of the anchors in creative economy. You know, Northwest folk life is definitely something that's known by so many folks. Um, and I love hearing this, like the robust needs. I mean, it takes a lot to make something like this happen. You talking about 400 volunteers, that's crazy. And 600 performers, like I can't even, you know, we, we do stuff like Emoja Fest and Juneteenth and I'm like trying to manage like 20, you know, right? <laughs> um, and, and already I understand like that's a heavy feat. So just kudos to you and the team for, you know, bringing this out for the public to be able to experience. Plus it's, it's it, on a weekend where we have also so many tourists coming through. And so I think it really sets a tone for how people experience the Pacific Northwest. How does that resonate with you, Reese, in terms of knowing that so much of your energy is poured into something that is being experienced by so many? Oh, you know, like Ben, I feel very lucky to be holding a position that is just, I get to interface with so many folks and really like folks that are, are leading, that are doing amazing cultural work. Um, I get to be a bit of an advocate. Um, you know, we have been able to uh, get grants and contracts with the city to support some of the creative economy work, support the work that um, we're trying to do in moving to better artist compensation um, for like a lot of the free cultural labor that cultural festivals provide throughout the city. Um, and, uh, and hopefully not make that not free <laughs> and volunteer of the artists, but still open to the public. Um, I, yeah, I mean, I, I feel really fortunate to be able to be in a place where um, I see every day the opportunities to really highlight the good things that are going on in the city. You know, there's a lot of problems. We all know that. There's there's things that we need to address. There's things nationally that are bearing down on us. And I think being in the space of being um, around folks that have the energy to create solutions, to create uh, an uplift to what we need at this time, to create connection back to, you know, the larger community, which is also a thing, right? Where like people are struggling to get back in into this, I, 
I've been sitting in my living room for so long or I've been afraid because there's so many things out there. And I think that I feel like being at the nexus of this has been really amazing. I also feel really fortunate, you know, with the Workforce Development Program, I've worked a lot in my career with youth and it's been um, really, really amazing to be able to see the the just the energy and the will of our young people um, and our young adults that want to be in this industry, that want to want to have a voice, that they want to do something different. Um, they see how things have gone, you know, and they are willing to step out, try new things, creating newsrooms, uh, Ground Zero Radio intern, um, creating uh, free art classes down at Blue Cone Studios with, you know, Julie and, and the gang. Um, yeah, I, th I think that's a huge part, you know, that, that internship has been um, not only a thing that is uplifting an economy, but I feel like personally it, it uplifts me just seeing that is that that's the future of our our economy and our industry and our ecosystem, and I think it's a really bright future. Hey, well, you are so right about that. I mean, so much more can be said here, but you ended it really well there, Reese. I want to thank you for being here. Of course, look right there in that camera. Let folks know if they are wanting to be uh, staff, if they want to volunteer, how do they connect? How do they make sure that they are there to support this amazing effort? Yes. Uh, if you want to volunteer or you're interested in working with our festival um, or some of our uh, other events that we'll have uh, ongoing, please, uh, you can email. The easiest is probably to email info at nwfolklife.org. Also, if you're really into volunteering, volunteers at nwfolklife.org. You can just go to the website, nwfolklife.org, and you can see what everything is all about. This is a kind of a quick overview. Uh, you can really get into it on the website, and you can see all the programs that Ben and I were talking about. Amazing. Reese, thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you so much for having us today, Absolutely. Tracy. Anytime. Oh, y'all, I'm telling you, it's a great way for us to be plugged in to the amazing artistry up here in the Northwest. Make sure you check out the website. Be there uh, at the last weekend of May. Make sure y'all are there to experience the phenomenal nature of all of these artists. It's on us to be able to support efforts like this. Of course, I get to wrap it all up right after this short break. Stay tuned. You're watching the day with Trey. Welcome back, everyone, to The Day with Trey. I'm your host, Trey Holiday. What a phenomenal episode. I got to give a huge shout out to my guests, Ben and Reese, for being here with Northwest Folklife. You know, when I talk about, you know, this being a platform to uplift amazing folks doing amazing things, Northwest Folklife has been that for over 50 years now. 52 years is huge in terms of the impact that Northwest Folklife has had on the Northwest um, and making sure that artists, up-and-coming artists, artists, who are not mainstream big no they are doing it for them and they are creating the space for others to be able to experience their talent and their brilliance so northwest folklife is doing its part to see itself as a part of the solution i of course am inspired by what ben and reese are doing and i want y'all to be inspired to do the same find the ways for you to see yourself as a part of the solution and for me until next week y'all Peace. Converge Media produces culturally relevant content for black and urban audiences. Our coverage is raw, transparent, and 
and objective, praised by community leaders, government officials, and residents. Support Converge Media today via Venmo, Cash App, or PayPal at Converge Media.